A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash spoken today. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Hello and welcome to another week of Fight Like a Girl. We're back again for another week. It's Ella here and of course we've got the lovely Rav as well. Hi Rav. Hi, how are you? Good, how are you going? I'm good, I'm good, I'm getting there. Another week of lockdown. Oh yeah, oh yeah. How's your week been? Uh, It's been good. I got to chat with Hannah first from the Single Minded podcast this week so that was definitely a highlight for me. Other than that, it's just been lockdown life, you know, going for walks, working. That's about it. What about you? Nice one. Yeah, much the same. Mind you, I didn't make any cameos on any podcasts, <laughs> but uh, yeah, much of the same. Um, very much another kind of self-care week for me, going for lots of walks, trying to do my 10,000 steps a day um, and trying to get eight hours sleep. Uh, very basic goals, but goals nonetheless. No, I think they're really important, really important in lockdown. And yeah. I got to see you for one of the walks. So yeah, that was also a bit of a highlight. That was nice. On today's episode, we have got a jam-packed one for you today. We're going to be talking about the Jessica Chastain video with Oscar Isaac that seems to be doing the rounds, which kind of got us talking about why women are settling for mediocre men. We're going to be going through a listener dilemma. Somebody has messaged us with a question that I'm sure that everybody can relate to in some capacity. To kick us off, though, let's have a chat about influencers behaving badly because there's a few of those doing the rounds at the moment, aren't they, Ella? Oh, my God, so many, so many. As if I already didn't like influencers enough. <laughs> I'm sorry. Like, And then they just come out with this kind of shit in lockdown and I just go, I can't. I mean, where do you even start with Nadia Bartel and the, and the, the Coke? Or the, the, the white powder, we should say. Sorry, white, yes, quote, white powder. There's just so many things wrong with that. And the fact that she's doing coke is like the least offensive part of it. Allegedly. Sorry, allegedly. sorry. Allegedly doing coke. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, where do you where do you begin? It's a Thursday night. Do we know how many people were at the party in the end? Allegedly. <laughs> <laughs> 
There was three definitely in the video. So we know there was definitely three. There's so many things run through my head where I go, everyone had to be complicit. No one said, oh, maybe let's hold off the party for tonight, given the fact that we're in hard lockdown and there's even a curfew in place as well. The fact that they needed to partake in alleged illicit drugs on a Thursday night, just casually with only like a handful of people. I can't kind of get my head around. And then it's like, also where, like, I'm not saying mums aren't allowed to let their hair down and all that sort of stuff. But like, was the fact that Nadia probably had to put her children in the care of someone else. I didn't even think of that, actually. You're so right. I don't know if the husband was, sorry, the ex-husband was looking after the kids that night or or whatever. But I just sort of think like there's so many things to think about where someone should have said, you know, you're doing the wrong thing. So what do you think about it? Yeah, look, I I completely agree with the fact that we're all struggling in lockdown. I get it. You want to hang out with your friends. You do you if you want to do the booger sugar (laughs) as well. (laughs) But I'm actually really concerned about her so-called friends. Mm. I do feel bad for her having a friend do something like that where they accidentally post a story of you doing an illicit drug. Mm. Do do you not think – I mean, I'm I'm struggling to kind of wrap my head around the concept of that being – a mistake. I had another friend say the same thing to me um, last night, actually, and I ran her through almost like a mock thing of how it would have happened. So I opened up Instagram and I basically like recorded something, you know, from the Instagram app. And then when you get the opportunity to post it to someone, you, it's the same button that you would press to like send to story or send to. And then there's a drop down list of people. So she obviously meant to send it to her sister on Instagram. But instead... So you do believe that it was an accident? I do. I do. And she said she's got a cracked screen. And like, look, I've had that many cracked screens. I can actually like attest to the fact that it makes things tricky. And also notwithstanding the fact that she might have been high if she was doing coke. So... (laughs) Okay, I'm just going to throw it out there and say if she was doing allegedly coke shouldn't she have been a little more alert than that you're right you make a good point so yeah okay i'll take your word for it that her friend did it purely by accident who the fuck is recording people doing drugs who does that i would imagine that phones wouldn't be out when these sorts of things happen like it's the same with politicians as well when you know they get embroiled in like a sexting scandal or some kind of you know strip club thing i'm like what what makes you think that this isn't going to come out i have no profile whatsoever and I would never film myself doing anything like that if that got into the wrong hands like and it did went out to the whole world yeah (laughs) so I don't get it I don't think that that friendship can recover to be fair yeah she's lost a lot of business deals over it I think I saw JS Health had posted that they were no longer affiliated with her if sort of being an influencer and so and all these kinds of endorsements weren't you know her livelihood I've like feel like it'd be fine I'd be like oh whatever but this is her this is how she makes money if we weren't in a hard lockdown and something like this had come out how would you feel about brands withdrawing her sponsorships then you know given it's her personal time do you think it should be impacting her employment in this instance or livelihood if we want to call it that it's a really good question Rav and like I said before I think what's really upset people is the flouting of the lockdown rules and hmm. that the fact that she's allegedly doing you know an illicit drug is kind of the least of people's 
concern. It's like, it's the fact that she's thinking she's above the law. So many people are working tirelessly, you know, on the front line to get us through this in, you know, New South Wales and and Victoria. And then she and these other people are just choosing to flagrantly abuse those lockdown rules. That's what's upsetting to, to me. And I think for most people, to answer your question, I feel like if this did happen, if video just emerged of of Nadia Bartel allegedly, you know, snorting cocaine, it would just kind of make a few Daily Mail articles and then just kind of... Like fizzle out. Yeah. Yeah. What do you think? I honestly don't know. I feel like, you know, this sort of sparks up another conversation about the duty of care, if you want to call it. I don't know. That's starting to fall onto influences because of the platform that they do have. Yeah. I think a really good example is um, Georgia Love. So she this week posted something on her story that was quite racist. She was panning across the front of the store and you could very clearly tell that it was an Asian restaurant and there happened to be a cat sitting in the window. And she put a caption on her story that said, shop attendant or lunch. And then had a laughing emoji. <gasps> Very clearly, to me, that's just blatant, blatant racism. Yeah, I wouldn't even call it a microaggression. It's <sighs> it's a very intentional. And yeah, everyone's probably across this Aussie influencer opinions page. They've kind of just completely aired her out on it. And you know, it just it does make you think that if you've got a platform, you kind of can't fuck up. If you have a platform and you're classed as an influencer, you have the ability to influence people. Mm. So do better. I'm sorry, but I don't think it matters what time of the day it is, whether it's on, whether you're on the clock or not on the clock. I don't think anything really excuses that sort of behavior when you've got a platform like that and you monetize on that platform so heavily. Oh, 100%. You are just always on. It's 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 part of the game. Absolutely, absolutely. I'm really trying to be open minded about the this whole like influencer world that we live in. Like, uh, I appreciate it's more than just you know taking selfies and getting free shit sent to your house. I know it, your content creators, and there's a lot involved in in what you do. But I I do sometimes feel like we're in a Black Mirror episode where everything I was kind of taught as a little girl about what not to do and what not to place importance on because they've made careers out of being quote influential to people out there and they don't even have to do much it might just be based on on what on on what they look like and I feel like there's so much responsibility comes with that and it's I just feel like it's such an unregulated sort of industry and like you've um, spoken about before Rav even just getting some of these content creators to tag that they're that it's a sponsored post you know so many influencers still don't do that or they purposely try to obscure the little hashtag spawn from site and I just Mm. think it's yeah it's a deeply muddy kind of industry and so much more needs to be done to kind of regulate it what do you reckon 100% couldn't agree more I think the regulation component would maybe even just help a lot of these people because I'm not trying to say that there's like a rule book out there for them to be following. I get that. You know, it's 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 almost like a quite a new industry if you want to call it that. Mm. It wasn't always there. As much as we've had access to the internet, this is kind of like this whole different career path that's been forged out of us having access to the internet that no one could have anticipated. So I do think there needs to be some form of regulating that. I don't know how. I don't know what the answer is. But 
I do think that if we did have maybe some clearer guidelines, playing devil's advocate here, even if there were a few of those people that were naively doing some of these things and posting some things that they didn't mean you know, with ill intent or whatever, maybe it would help them think about things before they're posting it. But right now, I just think this is a classic case of you not having a work phone. You know what I mean? You using Mm. your personal phone um, for work calls as well. So they're posting all of this shit that they probably get away with in their personal lives. And look, this is a classic case of maybe some of them have sort of grown really quickly. They haven't had that chance to stop and think about how they're going to regulate their own posts, essentially. Mm. Um, And they're just posting anything and everything for everyone. And people are, fortunately and unfortunately, seeing them, their true selves. And sometimes it's pretty damn ugly. Well, as you know, I've been taking a little bit of a break from social media. And I feel like I'm totally out of the loop right now with what's trending and everything like that. But Rav, you sent me (laughs) a video... That was during the rounds a lot of women were getting hot under the collar about the video of Jessica Chastain and Oscar Isaac on the red carpet. Talk me through that video. Well, look, I don't know about you, but I can't remember the last time a guy looked at me like that. Did you see the way he was looking at her? I know I did see it. Can I say something really cheesy and lame? That Toby looks at you like that all the time because I've seen it. I've seen it. I've seen it. (laughs) (laughs) So I was like, oh, that's. That's how Toby looks at me and vice versa, of course. It was this nice recognition moment. Anyway, I'll let you continue. Sorry. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, God. Uh, Yeah, I know. Because when I saw that, I was like, I don't feel bad for sending this to Ella because I know Toby looks at her like that. I I remember him looking at you like that at your birthday party. I don't even remember what you were doing, but we were just like, oh, my God, Toby is so obsessed with Ella. Look, that it'd be the first guy that ever was. So I'm going to, I'm going to hold on. Oh, stop it. <laughs> so to circle back to, to the video, I have not experienced that. Maybe I have. Look, it's been a while. I don't remember. I guess you don't see someone looking at you like that, right? You know, typically. So I'm sure you have. Yeah. Most of the time I see people at the moment, it's in the dark and yeah, we're just not really looking at each other like that. <laughs> in the dark. <laughs> oh, oh. And she connects the dots. <laughs> um, I don't know if this is just me or if a lot of single women out there catch themselves falling into this trap a little bit sometimes. But I think the longer that we've sometimes been single for, we tend to make exceptions for things that maybe we wouldn't. I'm sorry, I don't know how else to say this, but you end up settling for a mediocre man. Oh, absolutely. Like I'm sure a lot of people listening who've had, you know, bad relationships can relate, but you sort of come out of a, out of a bad relationship, just almost a shell of your former self and your ego is just completely battered and bruised. And you just, and you sort of start back dipping your toe back into the dating pool and you don't really have high expectations anymore. You're just like, I think back to some of the, the people that I w- was willing to sort of settle for it. The, the red flags or the values that I was I was willing to kind of like disregard because I thought, oh, look, it's better than being cheated on or it's better than being alone. I was just going to say, I think the most common one is it's better than being single. Yeah. It's again, super cliche. And I, it's the first re- relationship that I've been able to say this is that until it's until you actually get somebody who does look at you the way that Oscar Isaac looks at Jessica Chastain, is that you realise 
what you were willing to, the mediocrity rather that you were willing to accept prior to meeting that Mm. person. It wasn't until I met Toby that I was like, this is the relationship I craved and knew I deserved, but thought was out of reach. Why do you think so many women settle for that? Like I said, it's sort of weighing up the pros and cons and going, oh, well, he's got a job and, you know, pays rent. So that's good enough for me. Like the bar is just so low because women have been disappointed so many times that Mm. we've always had to lower our expectations. How many girls have been told, I think you've got very high, um, high expectations on, on the kind of guy that you're going to find. You know, I've heard that before. I know my sisters have, like, I'm sure you have Rav. What do you reckon? I would almost argue that it's, it's on the flip side sometimes as well. Like in my situation, personally, it's almost like at one stage I was purposely going for men that I thought weren't that good because of the fact that I thought that maybe they would put me on a pedestal. But I think that then goes into this whole other conversation of you knowing your self-worth as much as, you know, you don't need somebody to make you feel good about yourself. I think you're already going into a relationship with the wrong angle if that's the reason why you're going into it. Oh, absolutely. But, you know, easier said than done, right? I mean, I certainly haven't gone into every relationship with (laughs) the best. Self-esteem. Exactly, exactly. You know, I think we're not alone in that. I definitely feel like over the last two years, I've done a lot of work in that regard because I did start to pick up on a bit of a pattern early on when I started dating people after becoming single that I was sort of going for men that I typically wouldn't and not in a good way. Attraction is a big thing and I was overlooking that because I didn't feel so great about myself. Yeah. I was overlooking things like career and stuff like that as well, despite being quite successful professionally myself. I wasn't feeling like I needed someone who was at the same level because it was, like you said, about just finding someone for the sake of finding someone. And I really had to take a break from all of that just to work on myself to figure out what the hell was really going on and do things that started making me feel better. So, you know, working out is one of them. I listened to a shitload of podcasts. Like when I was on my own, I listened to so many podcasts even now, but I would say probably in the last 12 months, I was just smashing myself. I, I don't remember. That sounded bad. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you do you in lockdown, boo. <laughs> I, in the last 12 months, was, I just can't even remember a time where there would have just been silence in my house because I live alone. Mm. I don't deal very well with silence. So I'm either listening to music or a podcast all the time. Which and is great. That's awesome. All I did was just listen to shit that was about self-improvement, building on your self-worth. I think Jay Shetty is a really great one to listen to if anyone listens to his stuff. He also has some really great books out. Matthew Hussey, love him. He was a dating coach initially. I think he's turned into a bit of a life coach now, but Mm. I'm a very black and white person and he he sort of communicates that way in his podcast and I love it, you know. Mm. Anytime I sort of find myself falling back into that rut of being attracted to or wanting to settle for men who are not quite where I would see myself being with someone long-term, I bring myself back to that sort of level ground again by going through those, 
you know, materials. But we need to stop putting these men on pedestals. I'm not trying to be a fucking bra burner here, but you know what I mean? Like, it's just... Oh, 100%. It's infuriating to me when I see women go through this sort of thing. I feel like I went through something very similar quite recently, and sometimes it does just take a couple of slaps in the face, oftentimes from that person, for you to wake up and smell the roses. But... I think we really also, as women, should be there for our friends with that sort of thing too. If you do see a behavior appearing or a pattern, speak up. You're their friend. You probably know what communication style is going to work best for them. Yeah. And, yeah, like I will always call it out when I see it in my friends. I had a girlfriend going through it recently as well, and I was just like, hun. What was her story? So she started seeing this guy prior to lockdown. She knows that she's definitely settling in this situation. Yeah. It's attention, and she knows that. You know, she has really great sexual chemistry with him. I can put my hand up and say I have been digmatized before. For anyone who doesn't know what digmatized means... It's basically being blinded by good dick. So you overlook every other shit quality about somebody mm. just because they've got great dick. That's where she's at. She's having great sex with this person and she's overlooking every other aspect of him that isn't sort of meeting her needs, whether that be, well, it is all emotional, right? So he's mm. meeting her physical needs, but that's it. Yeah. We're in lockdown. She's not meeting other people right now. So I think she's just at that point where she's settling for that attention. And it's like, no, fuck that shit off. Like I'd rather just not have attention at all than be settling for mediocre attention. That then makes you question your worth. Cause then you sit there and go, what the fuck's wrong with me? And there's nothing wrong with you. It's not you. It's them. Move on. Amen. <laughs> just call me Tony Robbins. Yeah. <laughs> I'll start billing you for this, this self-help. But no, in, in all seriousness, it really makes me sad and I'm, I'm not trying to sit here and say I'm perfect. I have been a victim of this many, many times and I know it's hard, but I think there's always work that you can do on yourself and some, nobody else is going to make you feel better about yourself. It, it, at the end of the day, it all comes down to you and you wanting to invest that time into really understanding yourself, what it is that's making you feel like these are the sorts of people that you should be engaging with slash settling for so that you can sort of course correct because it's never too late. And to every single person listening who can relate to this in some capacity, you deserve so much better. Yes, I love it. What Rav said. She's like, I have Toby, I don't care. <laughs> I had to kiss a lot of toads to get to Toby. That's for sure. Not that my most recent boyfriend, ex-boyfriend was a toad. He was lovely, but, you know, <laughs> there's a lid for every pot, as they say. So I think we might start doing listener dilemmas more often. You guys have got some really juicy questions here. One of them that came in recently, a listener who has a friend, he's been through a few breakups since they've known each other and has recently started dating somebody that they don't like. Okay, and why don't they like this person? So she's said that she's very materialistic, has unrealistic expectations on what he can provide her, and he he's only allowed to socialize with her and her friends. So to me it sounds like they're kind of being cut out and maybe losing their friendship with him a little bit. Now she's at a point where the, her and her friend circle is at a bit of a crossroads about telling him how they feel about her. So do you think this is something they should talk to him about? So she's she's a, a girlfriend. It's not 
beyond that, right? It's not like she's the fiance or anything. No, they're they're just dating. They've been together for about thirteen months. Okay, all right. I can totally relate to this situation. So I don't know if my opinion on this is going to be really biased, but I feel like they should probably at this point, thirteen months in, they should just be honest with the friend. Because it's probably going to come out in some, you know, dramatic fashion later down the line. Like, why wait until he proposes to her or something, you know, like that? Because it's just, that's probably where it's going to go down. Why don't they just get it off their chest now? And he can decide what he does with that information if it, if it matters to him or if it doesn't. But I feel like the friends definitely have a right to tell him how they're feeling. But if you were in this situation, would you say anything? I have been in this situation or am in a situation like this potentially, still am in this situation where I don't necessarily like the partner of one of my friends um, for similar reasons. And I always think if we flipped it and it was a male with those controlling behaviours to a female, alarm bells would be you know, telling everyone, probably calling the police. But when it's a woman doing it to a man, people are less inclined to say anything, right? But I just feel like it's 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 still it's still really concerning behavior, don't you think? Yeah, I definitely think it's concerning. I don't think that's healthy in any relationship, whether it's a guy being controlling or a girl being controlling. But I guess where I struggle with this particular question is. I just don't think saying anything to him is going to make a difference because think of it this way. If you had a partner who was cheating on you and one of your friends came up to you and said that they were cheating, my younger self, thinking back to a scenario like that, if somebody told me that they didn't like my boyfriend or my boyfriend was cheating on me, I don't know if I'd take their word for it. Mm. So I don't know how old this person is, so I don't know if – you know, if he was given this sort of feedback, if he would be super open to what his friends were thinking about his partner. But given he is so emotionally involved with this individual, I think if he had his friends coming to him saying, hey, we don't like your girlfriend because of X, Y, Z, yeah, he might talk to her about it. If he's a cool, calm and collected person, he might take their feedback on board and talk to them about it. But I would definitely, I honestly think he'd be more inclined to probably not take their feedback on board and it's probably just going to push him closer to her. That's what I think would happen. You know, obviously it sounds like they don't see him that much anyway. They could potentially, you know, stop seeing him altogether because if she gets wind of that in some capacity, I imagine she would probably then turn around and say, you can't ever hang out with them, period. Yeah. And it sounds like he'll listen. Like, I'm sorry, but the guy sounds like he needs to grow a set of balls. Totally. Yeah, there's huge risk in 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 airing how you feel, and and like you said, if it if at the end of the day, if the person seems happy, and doesn't really impact your life a great deal, then maybe it is better to just stay quiet. But I don't think we, <laughs> Ella, you and I went off on our tangents. We didn't actually say what this person should or shouldn't do. I think she shouldn't say anything. I know it sucks. It's a shitty situation. I think you guys just have to take it with a grain of salt and hope that they break up eventually (laughs) manifest their breakup I'm definitely say something we've all had those friends who's get um in a relationship with someone who's quite obviously from the outset not the right you know match for them and you sort of 
you just let it run its course and it, it usually invariably, you know, blows up in a couple of weeks or a couple of months. But this one, it sounds like, you know, it's 13 months. Like that's, you know, that's a steady relationship. So I feel like I would say something at that point because it's, it's serious now. Yeah, I, I believe you. I know you call stuff out, Ella. <laughs> She's done it to me. So. <laughs> Just trying to give you tough love sometimes, okay? All right. And on that note, I think that's all we've got time for today, guys. Thank you so much for tuning in again. Love your support. Please keep it coming. If you haven't already, give us a rating. If you're enjoying the pod, keep your listener dilemmas coming as well. Loving all the goss that you guys are sending our way. And if you want our advice, we'll keep dishing it out. Not that we're qualified for it, but (laughs) we will see you next week. Bye. ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. The Real Housewives is a guilty pleasure for most, but if you're looking to not feel guilty about that pleasure, tune in to Everything Iconic with me, Danny Pellegrino, where I break down all the messy moments and behind-the-scenes antics of Bravo's popular franchise. And on Everything Iconic, I also interview celebrity guests like Kelly Ripa, Kiki Palmer, Drew Barrymore, Cameron Diaz, and more about their guilty pleasures, their past work, and so much more. So if you're pop culture obsessed and find yourself watching way too much reality TV like me, tune in to Everything Iconic with Danny Pellegrino, wherever you listen to podcasts. ACAST helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. ACAST.com.